Department. Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? Hello, ladies. Boy, do we have a show for you today. There's just not a topic that we will not address, and today's topic is a difficult one. I I encourage you to hang on, to listen, and really pray for us as we do this. My name is Shugbury, him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics, and today we are talking about cancer. Hope in the midst of cancer. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't turn it off. I tell you, this show is impactful, is powerful. And I I just am looking forward to John watching God be glorified in and through this cancer topic. Me too, Shug. Me too. We have got two fabulous guests with us today, Heather Little and Joelle Severson. You guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on and being brave. Thank you, Shug. Thank you, Shug. Listeners, let me tell you a little bit about my guests and my friends. Um, Heather Little was diagnosed with ovarian cancer this past May, so this is still fresh for her, and is thankful to be here today. She has been married for almost 28 years to Rob. Hello to Rob. A big shout out to Mr. Little. And is a mother of three adult girls, 25, 22, and 18. Her desire is to glorify God through this difficult journey of cancer. Ladies, it doesn't matter if you've got cancer or not. We all suffer with difficulties. And so listen to this show to be encouraged. In fact, we're going to do two parts on the show of how not to waste our difficulties and to give glory to God. My next guest is Joelle Severson. She is an 18-year brain cancer survivor. Wow, way to go, Joelle. And the founder and board chair of Humor to Fight the Tumor Foundation. Humor to fight the tumor foundation.org. Listeners, go there, donate, encourage, pray for them, and uh, look them up. Joelle has been married for almost 28 years and is the mother of three adult children. Joelle's diagnosis came just eight months after giving birth to her third child. And in her words, her life has been blessed by a brain tumor. Who would guess? God does have a sense of humor in some areas, doesn't he? Welcome, Joel, to the program. Welcome, Heather. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for this Thank opportunity, you. Shug. So I'm going to ask both of you, let's start with you, Joel. Could you just give our listeners a brief overview of your cancer diagnosis? Well, I was diagnosed at the age of 34, eight months, as Shug said, after the birth of my third child. My two older kiddos were five and three at the time. And it's going to sound really strange, but To be honest, I had an incredible amount of peace as I heard the words, you have a brain tumor. I had felt like God had prepared me my whole life for that news. Um, It's hard to explain, but I truly, it's almost like I knew. Mm -hmm. And so when I got the phone call telling me that, I wasn't shocked. I felt prepared, and that came from him. And only God can provide that kind of peace that surpasses all understanding. And in the last 18 years, as Shug said, I am blessed to be a long-term survivor. I have had five recurrences. I've had three brain surgeries, chemotherapy three different times, radiation, and countless seizures. I've lost my driving privileges. The list goes on. Some cognitive impairment. Mm-hmm. And 
So I have a great excuse when I can't remember anything. I can say, <laughs> well, hey, that part of my brain is gone. So, you know, I just think it's amazing that you not only have risen above this in Christ, but then you start a foundation called Humor to Fight the Tumor Foundation. Way to go, Joelle. Thank you. Way to go. Heather, can you tell us a little bit about... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're all applauding. Mm -hmm. Um, Heather, can you tell us a little bit about your um, diagnosis? Yeah, as you said, Shug, it's just uh, very fresh. So May 2nd of this year, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer stage four, had a complete hysterectomy um, on May 6th, and six rounds of chemo uh, from June 4th to October 4th. uh, I had a clear, I had uh, six treatments and then I had a clear CT scan on October 25th. And praise God for that. Hallelujah. Praising God for Amen. that. Amen. That's where we need Woo-hoo. the applause. Woo! That's Way right. to go, Jesus. So now I'm just pursuing therapies that will prevent my cancer from coming back. Mm-hmm. That's what our feel like our job is right now. You know, I've been blessed to be able to walk alongside you during this difficult time and during these challenges. And I got to say, your family has just risen up, especially your husband. You know, wow, I just I am so excited to share with our listeners all the things that God has done. So let's let's get to the meat of it if we can. What were your first thoughts um the days after you were diagnosed? Um like I mentioned before, it's crazy to say, but I just had so much peace mm-hmm. and um I just felt that there was going to be purpose in this journey that God was allowing in my life. You know, I never say God is going to I say allow. He allows it for his good and his mm-hmm. glory and that Initially, I just knew that somehow it would be used for his glory. And that was my hope and my goal. And you had a deep so, faith before you were diagnosed, I, it sounds like. I did, yeah. yeah. And again, I can't emphasize the peace I felt. And that's just been the foundation of this journey. And only from God. Only from God. Only Absolutely. from God. That's just not even natural. That's no. not even a normal human reaction. Absolutely not. Wow. So, Amazing. Such Heather, a gift. Heather, can you share a little a bit gift. about your first thoughts after you were diagnosed with ovarian cancer? Well, I think um, at first I was in disbelief. Um, The doctor said my ovaries were swollen or inflamed. And I thought, well, can I just take something Mm -hmm. to uh, take the inflammation out? You know, I just thought. And then she um, referred me to a gynecological oncology surgeon. And that's when I knew that it was serious. And so I think at first I had disbelief, and then I think I had s- complete sadness. Um, you saw me on one of those first days, mm-hmm. and I was, I was, you know, I didn't. It's just like a, it was a whirlwind. Um, and I am thankful for God uh, that He did prepare me with a faith, because then you know once I kind of settled into that reality, then I felt like. I had peace knowing that God was going to use this, that he had okayed this. Mm -hmm. He hadn't caused it, but he had allowed it in my life for a good reason. And it will turn out that it will glorify him and it will be good for me, for everybody else that I come in contact with. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I really feel like. I believe that. Mm -hmm. And you're living it. I mean, I see it. And, you know, you're just living it, that there is hope in the midst of cancer. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, you don't have to have cancer to know that there's hope in the midst of your troubles, of your trials, of your difficulties, of the darkness, ladies. So hang on there, listen in, because you're just going to be astounded as to some of the things that God has done in these women's life. Second Corinthians 4 tells us, therefore, we do not lose heart, 
Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. You know what? God's got a plan for our life. He tells us that in Jeremiah. And so we are trusting in Christ and hanging on to that. So let me ask you this question and feel free to pass if you're not comfortable with it. But how has your family been impacted in their faith because of your diagnosis? You know, thankfully, my husband has a strong faith. And when I was diagnosed, I think he saw my reaction. And I think that gave him comfort. And um, our kids, thankfully, they like I said, they were very young. So it's been their whole life. And um, they didn't have to come at this in the teen years where life is already difficult. Mm -hmm. They were small enough that this has been their whole life and it's been their journey. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it's made changed them and molded them into unique and special people. They have more empathy for others, I believe. And when they were little, they'd see a bald woman and they'd say, Mom, do you think she has a brain tumor? That was always their initial reaction. But yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Thank you for that. Heather, how about you? How has your family been impacted in their faith because of this diagnosis? I would say the biggest gift for me uh, as it relates to my family, is uh, in my seeing my husband's faith grow. I mean, it has been amazing what God has done. We have both drawn closer to God. Um, we have devotional time together every morning now, praying uh, many times for the people that we've already met along the way, cancer survivors that are or ones that are in the fight. And um, we've learned that we need to inquire of God every step of the way. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do chemo without inquiring of God. The surgery, same thing. Now with all of these alternative treatments that we're pursuing, we're pursuing, uh, we're pursuing God and inquiring of God and saying, okay, God, show us, what do you want us to do? And so, um, it's just, it is amazing to be on the same page as my husband, mm-hmm. uh, spiritually, finally, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I've been praying for him for a long time. And so it's been um, such a blessing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, that guy, he shot out of a cannon in his faith. I tell you, he's just rocking it for Jesus Christ. I absolutely love it. And it's just so fun to see him have such peace as well during this miserable, difficult, very hard time, Mm -hmm. especially since it's still fresh. But I'm watching Rob just glow with the Holy Spirit in trust of what God is doing in your life. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Really. It's so fun to see him work. And I say, I would say for our daughters, um, you know, it's been hard for them, but I did do cold capping. Um, so I didn't lose my hair. Explain what that is. So it is basically freezing your head Mm -hmm. so that the chemo doesn't reach those, blood vessel those are those hair follicles Mm -hmm. so you are able to keep your hair at least I was through that process so it's dry ice on a in a cap on your head and I had to have it during the treatment for four hours when I was getting my chemo and then four hours after that so eight hours of freezing my head (laughs) for six different treatments but it worked for the most part I wasn't you know, I wasn't completely bald and mm-hmm. I didn't have to get a wig. And so I think that actually helped my girls um, think that I was somewhat normal mm-hmm. going through chemo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a, it, you know, I'd never heard of that before until you had that done. I remember you sent me pictures and your, 
You've got your cold cap on yeah. and you're wrapped in an afghan. Oh, it's you know, freezing. On the sofa because it's so cold. And an but, electric blanket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But praise God for that. And the other thing I didn't know that you shared is that chemo is attracted to heat. Is that what you said? Well, travels through the blood. And okay. so wherever the blood goes. Okay. Yeah. And that's why that cold cap works. And that's, yeah, you just freeze. And yeah. And so that's why I had to freeze my fingertips too. I don't know if you did that, Joelle, but Mm-mm. it helps with prevent neuropathy. Okay. So in your extremities, so mm. fingertips. And I didn't do my feet, but a lot of people also do their feet mm. to prevent neuropathy. But thankfully, I didn't have any of that. You guys are just war heroes. That's all I got to say. You're just war heroes. You know, you mentioned about your families and your spouses and your kids. I know there's some ladies out there that might not have a deep faith or they don't have a family that supports them or their husbands aren't believers. They're coming from a different perspective than you are. Um, What encouragement would you give them during the chaos of treatment? Where do you find hope and peace when you're in this valley? Well, I guess um, hope has a new meaning to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I never realized my deep need for hope. And um, God revealed to me the true meaning and human need for hope through this challenge. Um, Without the hope in this life that God is with us and that he gives us eternal life to be with him in paradise, um, we can find ourselves in a very dark place. Mm -hmm. And so I would say to anybody out there, if you're feeling like that, um, I would pursue God with everything you have, I would say, um, talk to somebody about it, read his word, get to know him because that is where the true hope is. And if you do truly believe God at his word, um, which I do, then you can find hope in the darkest of places. Um, shortly after my diagnosis, God gave me verses that would sustain me through surgery and chemo that I relied on. And I repeated to myself over and over um, before surgery, before chemo, I had these verses. Um, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's from Joshua. And then from Matthew, surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So I knew that he was with me in my suffering. And that was so comforting. And then the verse he gave me too to rest in him and his promises was Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That was such a comfort to mm-hmm. me going through this, just mm-hmm. that I could rest in him and his promises. It's pretty amazing. You can find hope in the dark places if you know God. Yes, you can. And, you know, he tells us that we will have peace that surpasses all understanding. And the only way that that can happen when you're hooked up and getting chemo and having struggles and feeling miserable and terrible and is only in Jesus Christ. It is. Only in Jesus right. Christ. Joel, help me understand um, what gave you peace during the dark valleys? You know, very similar to Heather, I just got into God's word and Mm -hmm. his word just held me together. Scripture. Mm -hmm. I was talking with a neighbor and she gave me, and I brought it along two pages full of scripture verses of word, God's words of encouragement Mm -hmm. in his word. And as Heather said, if you don't know the Lord, please find a Bible and open it to the book of John and you will get to know him. And I have a word. My word is trust. And my, 
Life verses, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. And I have these trust rocks throughout my house, and it's just my word I go to. If you trust, trust rocks. Yeah. Right. What, what does that look like? So it's a like a river rock that okay. has the word trust etched in it. I love it. Yeah. And you have I've, it spread throughout your house. I have. Yes. I've given one to each of my kids when they've been gone through their confirmation at mm. church. And sure. it's that. just my word. Yeah. Yeah. It's and I, I give it to friends. I'll give, I'll get trust, a trust rock yeah. and I'll give it to them. And I've had a friend just say, thank you for that. That's so encouraging to me. Yeah. And it's just scripture held me together and it still holds me together on this mm-hmm. journey because it's certainly not a journey that's over, but hope mm-hmm. is in eternal. Mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. And I, Amen. And I just want to ask one last question, if I can. One last question. Let me ask each of you. Um, I know that there's a plethora of treatment options. And it's tough to make a decision, especially when you're recently diagnosed and now you have to decide, um, you know, the options that are out there. Your doctor is saying one thing. Maybe you Googled it and you find some other alternative options out there uh, for treatment. So how did you handle all of the options that are out there? And did your family support your treatment decisions? Well, you're right, Shug. There are so many treatment options Um, for me with ovarian cancer, the really the what I had to do was arrest the growth because it is such an aggressive cancer. Mm-hmm. So that's why I agreed to surgery. Um, I wouldn't have, my oncologist said I wouldn't have lived beyond um, 18 months had I not done surgery and chemo. So the chemo question was tough for me because I've been my whole life very holistic. Very. And I, it was, it's hard for me to consider that I was going to be put, putting poison into my body through mm-hmm. my veins and um, even though they're plant-based, it is, you know, it's poisoning the cancer. It's mm-hmm. for a purpose. And so that was a really, really difficult decision for me. But my husband really um, encouraged me to do the chemo, given the odds. And so I did go ahead with that. And it was effective against my cancer. Um, I am at a low marker right now. Amen. Mm. I know. Praise God. Yes. I mean, we were all praying that day of the scan. I'm so thankful that God is. So to thankful. me, today, he's healed you. I mean, that's just the way I look at mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Because yeah. you were stage four. Yes. Gone. Stage four. Yeah. yeah. Four B, the yeah. worst yeah. <laughs> that yeah. you could possibly be. Mm. Um, but what I would say to someone out there trying to make this decision is that it is a very personal decision. And so we did a lot of research. We talked to um, not only oncologists, but also alternative doctors. Uh, and we finally landed on doing chemo. All of our alternative doctors also said, do the chemo. Mm-hmm. They said, you've got to throw everything at this. Mm. And so that's why we did it. But um, you really, it's such a personal decision. And so I would say, do your research and then pray about it. And God will lead you mm-hmm. to the right treatment for you. I definitely agree with everything Heather said. I've learned through this journey, you have to be your own advocate Mm -hmm. and you have to do the research and you have to be at peace with the decisions you're making. And I've seen people on this journey just unglued because they're searching here, they're searching there, and they just are whipping themselves, I think, up unnecessarily. And it's okay. I mean, they have to be on their own journey, but you have to advocate for yourself and ask the right questions. And 
um, you know, just trust in the process. Mm -hmm. And once you've found your physician and your care team, you have to, I think, let go and trust in them once you've made that decision. And give it to God. And give it to God. Let Absolutely. It go. Let it go. Let Surrender it. Go. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Amen. You know, I can't believe our time is flying by so quickly. We're doing this in two parts. So the first part is going to be on as what you've already heard, hope in the midst of cancer. The second part is really going to be on how can cancer bring hope to other people and glorify God? So you can substitute the word cancer and put your own situation in there. That's right. How can blank my situation help mm-hmm. others and glorify God? Um, I had something called PSC, primary sclerosing cholangitis, very rare autoimmune disease that attacked my body. And my favorite verse was from Isaiah 6, 8. Here am I, Lord, send me. I mean, hello, if I'm going to have this, send me to the hospital, send me to the Mayo Clinic. I can preach the gospel wherever I go. And I'm going to give people the opportunity to see, you know, to be here is a blessing, but to be with Christ is a gain. So I really, you guys are my heroes. I am so proud of you. Do you have a few last words for our listeners that are struggling with this that might need a little bit of encouragement from you on how to find support? I would just, again, I think we've said this a million times this morning, not a million, but just support for me has come through friends and family and the word of God. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've been blessed beyond measure by a supportive husband, family and church community and mm-hmm. friends that have lifted me up. And I can't imagine doing life without that. And so for me, support comes in the word of God and family and friends and faith. Yeah. Amen. And we're going to be talking in the second show about how friends can come alongside, what to do, um, how to pray, you know, how to encourage in those situations. Heather, what would you say um, to our friends that are listening? I would say um, reach out um, to your prayer warriors. the day before I went in for surgery, we had a big prayer meeting in our house in our living room, and they laid hands on me and um, prayed over me, and that was so powerful. It was really amazing. It's exactly what I needed. God knew it, mm-hmm. and um, I, I think that I mean, a friend organized it for us, and I just feel like that was such a blessing to me. Um, so I would say reach out. Dig into God's word, um, pray, um, spend some time with God, asking him whatever it is on your heart. Be honest with him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you're afraid, tell him you're afraid. If you are lacking hope, tell him. And he will provide exactly what you need. He's just amazing. He's just been with us every step of the way. Amen. Yeah, God does. You know, I was in that living room while we were praying for you. And what just resonated with me was that family. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christians, when you Amazing. when you have a faith in Christ, your family, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And ladies, if you don't know Jesus, if you have never said yes to him, you know, you're in this difficult time. It doesn't have to be cancer. It can be any darkness. It can be any value that valley that you're walking through. I want you ladies to know that right now at this moment, you're closer to heaven than you've ever been before when you say yes to Jesus Christ. That's all it is. Romans ten nine says, if you confess with your lips, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. You are saved. 
Ladies, you might be scared. You might be nervous. You don't know what you're doing right now. But all I can encourage you in is say yes to Jesus. Invite him in your heart right now. Father God, I am a sinner. I ask you to come into my life. Help me. May I take my hands off the steering wheel of my life and hand it over to you for you know the plans you have for me declares the Lord. And that's all it is. Just say yes to Jesus and his Holy Spirit will fill you in such a powerful way. He will guide you. He will comfort you. He will come alongside you, especially during this difficult time. Now stay tuned. We're going to do a part two next week. I want you to listen in and we're going to be talking about how not to waste this dark time and how you can bring hope and glorify God in Jesus name. Over and out, ladies. I love you. This is Shugbury, Him for Her Radio. Until next time, over and out.